Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ, and we welcome you back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be with you again today as we open up God's Word and study a little bit further. Dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more. Here on Search the Scriptures, we don't just talk about the Bible and don't just talk about God and Jesus Christ. We get into the Bible. We study the Scriptures. We search them. We dig deep and look at them in detail. And thereby, we learn about God and about Jesus Christ. We learn their will for our lives because God has had the inspired writers write it down for us in his word, the scriptures, the Holy Bible. How blessed we are to have God's word to guide us in our everyday lives. How unfortunate it is that most people are not living by God's word faithfully, obediently, consistently, and thereby they're traveling down the wrong road through life, and they're walking away from the eternal reward that God offers us, which is eternal life in heaven. How sad. How sad. But that's not me saying that. That's Jesus saying that in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. He said that most people go through the wide gate and travel down the broad road, and he says that road leads to destruction. But he said, those who travel, who, who go in through the straight gate and travel down the narrow road, the road of truth, the, word of, the road of life, that's traveled only by the few. How sad. It's not that it's so difficult to travel down that road. It is the pathway of truth, and truth is narrow, so you have to stay on the path of truth. But it's that it's a path of self-discipline, of commitment, surrender, surrendering your will to God's will. And most people, well, they just want to do it their way. How sad to lose the eternal reward of heaven, a home therein, because you just want to travel down that broad road, that wide, go in through that wide gate, and you think you're getting away with something that ultimately you'll have to pay the price for. Yeah. Again, how sad. How sad. Here in Search the Scriptures, we try to help people open their eyes and see the truth, and then help them come to the point where they can open their hearts and surrender their will to God's will through Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins, confessing their faith in him as God's Son and their Lord and Savior, and being baptized for the remission of their sins so they can be reborn spiritually, John 3, verses 3 through 5, so they can be made new, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, and so that they can have that expectation of eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. We want to help you down that road as well. We, have, we want to encourage you also, go to our website at churchofchrist.com churchofchrist.com and scroll down the home page to the podcast button, click on that, and in about one minute you can sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It will always be free. When you do that, whatever device you choose, your smartphone, your computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it is, you will automatically receive every day all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, 
a great daily Bible study that we call Today's Bible Class, which is about 12 minutes each day, getting us into God's Word, helping keep us focused on our spiritual lives and our relationship with God. And you'll also receive all of these radio programs automatically, every day, right to your device. So do that, churchofchrist.com. Sign up for our podcasts, and you'll receive all of those on a regular basis. Tremendous opportunity to get into and stay in and learn further and deeper God's Word. Tell your friends about it as well. We encourage you to do that. At the end of the program, contact us. We'll tell you how, and then we'll be glad to send you that free Bible study that we always offer. We'll take care of the postage. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD. And again, it's free, and we'll take care of the postage. So have a pencil or pen and piece of paper ready at the end of the program. Now we're into a study talking about the two opposing forces in our lives that are there all the time. The one is Jesus Christ, God. And out of love, Jesus is always calling us, always calling us to follow him, and always offering us eternal life by God's grace. The other, etern- the other opposing force is negative. It's motivated out of hate. Now again, the one that is positive and always leading us to eternal life in heaven, that the love of God is behind that. The other one, the negative force, the devil is behind that out of hate. And he wants to lead us to eternal condemnation in hell. We make up our mind each day which way we're going to go. Which one, which motive is going to be the ultimate motive in our lives? The motivating, guiding, directing force in our lives. Love or hate? Now, of course, not love just as the world talks about love and experiences love, but we're talking about the love of God. Are we going to follow that? Are we going to live in that love? Is that going to be the fulfilling, motivating force in our lives? Or are we going to be taken in by the devil and be led by his temptations into sin out of his hatred for God and for us? And a hatred that ultimately is designed to lead us to eternal condemnation and destruction in hell. We make the choice each day. We make up our minds. Now, some people say, no, I, I'm, I haven't made up my mind to follow the devil. Well, have you made up your mind to follow God faithfully, obediently? Well, no, I haven't done. Then you've made up your mind to follow the devil. You see, there is no third choice. There is no middle of the road. There is no place of limbo in between heaven and hell. It's either one or the other. You're either following, being motivated by, and then taking into your life the love of God, which will lead you to heaven. Or you're following the pathway that the devil, through his hatred, is trying to lead you down to self-destruction in hell. Again, no middle road. Jesus is always there. He's always calling, follow me. Matthew 11 and verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And God has sent him into this world as our Savior, 
out of love for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 and verse 16. God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and verse 8. Now, again, in his love, God sent Jesus into this world as the Savior. In God's love, in the love of our Lord and Savior, he's always calling us to come follow him, to come to him. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. How do we know about love, true love? Because of God's love for us. And again, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. In 1 John chapter 4, beginning with verse 9, In this the love of God was manifested, or demonstrated toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins, the cover for us, to die on that cross so that through his righteousness we could be counted righteous before God and by God as we come to him through Christ. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Oh, yes. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, speaking of what God did for us through Christ, out of love, Paul wrote, For he made him, that is, God made Christ, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, Paul did not say that God made Jesus become sinful or become a sinner. He said he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might, through him, become the righteousness of God. When we read the Hebrews letter, in chapter 2, beginning in verse 17, we read this. Therefore, in all things, he, that is Christ, had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able also to aid those who are tempted. Now, Jesus did not come to this world and live in human form while still being fully divine with a shield around him to protect him from all temptations, all difficulties, all trials, all tribulations. No, he experienced like what we go through in our lives physically. And because we know that he went through all of that for us as he lived upon this world, 
then we know that he understands what we go through. But you see, we're weak. We give in to sin from time to time. In Hebrews chapter 4, beginning with verse 14, the writer goes on and says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points, he was in all points, tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus was tempted as we are, in all points, the writer says, but he never succumbed to the sin. But having been tempted, again, going back to chapter 2 and verse 18, he knows what we go through. Since we know that he knows what we go through, then we can turn to him as our Savior, and we know that he cares. We know that he understands. We can pray to God through Jesus Christ, and that is how we ought to be praying to God. And we know that Christ is our mediator, understands exactly what our needs are, understands exactly the weaknesses that we experience and our need for forgiveness. He understands because he was tempted like as we are, yet he never succumbed to the temptation. Jesus is always there, always there, calling us to follow him. He is always that great example of love and he is always striving to bring us to God through himself as our Savior out of love for us. Remember, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that as we come to believe in him, we don't need to perish eternally but that we can have eternal life as we come to God through Christ in obedience, in repentance, being baptized for the remission of our sins, surround, surrendering our lives to him. Jesus said in the night of the betrayal in John chapter 15 and verse 13, John 15 and verse 13, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Jesus laid down his life for us. God and Christ made the ultimate sacrifice so that we could have eternal life with them in heaven. And their love was behind that sacrifice. Their love was behind what they did for us. God sacrificing his son, sending his son into this world in human form as our savior. Jesus willingly, obediently, and lovingly going to the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. The Hebrews writer wrote in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9, but we see Jesus, 
who is made a little lower than the angels. And we need to understand what that means in that he came in human form. Made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. How blessed we are to have such a loving God. How blessed we are to have a Savior who loves us so much that he willingly went to that cross to die on our behalf. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And then he identified what that friendship really is. You are my friends if you keep my commandments, if you follow my teachings. Oh, yes. Remember again that Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14 and verse 15. Remember again that John wrote, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. 1 John 5 and verse 3. Jesus is always there. God is always there through Jesus. Out of love, calling us to him through his son, our Lord and Savior. The invitation is continual. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now that is love. It's not just spoken love. It's not just a warm, fuzzy feeling, which sometimes we mistake in this life as being love, only to find out later, now it was just a warm, fuzzy feeling. It was just emotions welling up within us, but it wasn't really love because it passed so quickly. God loves us that much, loves us that much. And Jesus, in the night of his betrayal, preparing the apostles for his imminent crucifixion on the cross, he gave them a new commandment, and that commandment was based in love. In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, he said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. How central to Christianity love really is. It began with God's love for us. It continued with the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for us, evidenced through his sacrifice on the cross, death on the cross, torturous death. And it continued, it continues through God's love for us continually calling us to come to him through Jesus Christ. Matthew 11 and verse 28. And Jesus says, this is going to be an earmark, a characteristic, visible, and telling about what you are as a Christian, if you're really truly following me. It's a commandment that says you love one another. Your brothers and sisters in Christ your fellow disciples, you love one another. How, Lord, as I have loved you? What do you mean, Lord, 
the next day he would be on the cross for them, for us. That's how much he loved us. That's how much he loves us still. This is the new commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And he says, by this, all will know. All of those people out there in the world who are lost in sin, who are engulfed in the darkness and wickedness of sin, they need to see the love of God. How do they see that? Well, certainly they ought to open their eyes to his blessings upon them, but they also need to see it through us, through Christians, through the faithful, obedient followers of Jesus Christ. They need to see the love of God in our lives. They need to see us loving our brothers and sisters in Christ and also our fellow man. They need to see Christian love in us. And Jesus said when they see that love, through that love, they'll know that you're really my disciple. You see, that love, God's love, the love of Christ, sets the followers of Christ, the true followers of Christ, apart from the rest of the world. Because the rest of the world is walking in the darkness of that one who's motivating them, leading them, trying to influence them through hatred away from God, the devil himself. We need to make up our minds. Love or hate? Love or hate? We'll talk some more next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to choose love, your love, the love of your Son, our Lord and Savior, to be the motivating factor and directing force in our lives. Help us, Father. Guide us to love as you have loved us as much as we can and to let the world see your love for us through our lives. Oh, how they need to see that light of Christian love in our lives to dispel the darkness in their lives, to help them see the way to come to you through Jesus for forgiveness and salvation. Help us to shine forth with your love. Please be merciful with us, Father. Please forgive us. This is our prayer, gracious Father. In Christ's name, amen.